the easy market wrap everything you need to know about the world and your money easy are etfs a good investment choice while waiting out this current global uncertainty so i think it all comes down to which etf you're looking at like as an investment vehicle yes it's great i don't just sit on the active or just sit on the passive side of things i think that diversification is the right way to go when it comes to an etf i think that there is a lot of opportunity we've seen a lot of our especially shares in the local market that have come off quite drastically i mean i was having a look at the satrix divi etf the other day i mean that's also come off quite quite aggressively last while welcome to easy desert a podcast by easy equities where we simplify money and investing no jargon no complications your cool guide to investing easy <laughs> Thank you for pressing play on the Easy Does a Podcast, your cool guide to investing. My name is DJ at large. Some portfolios are green, some are red, and there seems to be a lot happening both locally and globally that is moving and shaking the markets from rising inflation to the price of commodities like gold skyrocketing and the rand looking very, very weak. What on earth is going on? So I've called the financial Financial market Sangoman commentator JD Breitenbach to give us uh, the market wrap for the month of May. He's a senior trader at Purple Group and a man with almost a decade of financial markets experience. He's going to answer all your burning investment questions and, of course, give us a scoop of what's happening on the markets in the month of May. JD, welcome back to the Easy Does It podcast, brother. Thank you very much for having me. It's good to be back. I heard you being overworked. There's lots going on. Lots going on, brother. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, <laughs> it's. I think it's always crazy on a trading desk. It's just uh, de- depends on how the level of craziness. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick it off uh, with a random money question as per normal. Uh, I'm not sure how big you are on TV and movies and series, but I want to know from you, JD, what's your all-time favorite Wall Street or money uh, movie or TV series? So I'm definitely a big movie nerd when it comes to that. Um, geez, there's so many good uh, good movies to choose from. I mean, you've got Boiler Room, you've got uh, you've got billions that have come out. But Ooh. I think I'm a I'm a classic. I, I like uh, Wall Street 1987, the original one with Michael Douglas, Charlie Sheen, and Martin Sheen. Um, yeah, I mean, fun fact: that movie came out three months after the 1987 stock market crash as well. Jeez, that's so interesting. What's your favorite line from the movie? Oh, there, there's a few. Uh, definitely uh, Gordon Gecko, which is played by Michael Douglas. The uh, greed is good. Uh, if you want a friend, get a dog. <laughs> Charlie Sheen in the beginning when he's working as a broker and he's trying to find clients. And uh, he goes out to his mate and he says, Oh, Marv, I'm tapped out. American Express has got a hitman looking for me. I mean, we've all been there. Margin calls. It feels like the prime broker's after you like that. Um, and then, I mean, oh, definitely right at the end, the best, saving the best for last is Blue Horse Shoe Loves Anacott Steel. I mean, whenever we started trading, I mean, remember when I started trading on the trading desk, we all used to make that joke whenever we were trying to push our own uh, trade ideas out to everyone. <laughs> oh man, some fantastic lines from an awesome movie. Let's talk a bit about the equities market and what on earth is happening in the world. So I want us to rewind back to the beginning of May, JD. What are the big investment global themes and macroeconomic factors that were moving the markets? So from a macro perspective, I don't really want to rehash because I kind of feel that it's all been the same that what we've been experiencing, this whole inflation debacle, what the cent- uh, central banks are doing, etc., etc. But what has dominated the, the news headlines as of late has been the US debt ceiling, which uh, as we see today that the bill was passed. 
when it comes through to a global theme, I feel that uh, it's definitely AI. Any CEO that mentions AI stock goes up. And we've also seen a massive resurgence of the, well, uh, outperformance of the NASDAQ relative to the S&P 500 um, on, the, on the basis of that. Yeah, it's been an interesting time. I want us to talk a bit about green and earnings and happy things. Uh, which uh, earnings are stood out the most for you? So definitely your your big five. I'm talking about your Apples, your Amazon, your Microsoft, etc. But uh, as of late, it was definitely Nvidia, which jumped up uh, 24.4% on the day, also beating earnings quite strong. So it's good to see that uh, earnings are being beat. But we almost also still look back at the previous quarter's earnings and see, you know, how has the growth actually been? Which, uh, yeah, really really pick it through with a fine tooth comb before getting overly excited. <laughs> Definitely. Let's bring it back to the shores of Mzansi. Uh, did any noticeable events happen on the JSE during the month of May? The thing that has kept my phone ringing the most is to understand what has actually been going on with Purple, with the, the Purple mm. share price and the corporate action. Yes. So in a nutshell, we've had a rights issue from our side. Just to explain what happened. So if you hold 100 shares, uh, last week, Tuesday after the close, after the last day to trade. Wednesday morning, you woke up and you got issued the LOA, the letter of allocation, or otherwise known as a null paid. Basically, uh, you got, it was just over 10%. So if you had 100 shares, you got 10.20567 units. Now, you've got two big options that you can take. You can either A, accept your rights, but then you need to have money in your account. How you calculated that was you take the amount of shares that you have, i.e. the units and you multiply it by the rights price of 81 cents ah. so then you understand how much money i need to have in my account if i can accept the rights if you don't want to accept the rights you then have the option to to take it and sell it into into the market via that instrument and that's been keeping uh, your phone line absolutely flat out <laughs> <laughs> Now, JD, you know I'm a huge fan of the Easy Research portal. And in April, Devon van der Merwe asked a very interesting question that I would like to get your take on. Um, you know, are ETFs a good investment choice while waiting out this current global uncertainty? So I think it all comes down to which ETF you're looking at. Like as an investment vehicle, yes, it's great. Um, I'm not, I don't just sit on the active or just sit on the passive side of things. I think that diversification is the right way to go. When it comes to an ETF, I think that there is a lot of opportunity. We've seen a lot of our, especially shares in the local market that have come off quite quite drastically. I mean, I was having a look at the Satrix Divi ETF the other day. I mean, that's also come off quite, quite aggressively the last while. So I think it all depends on, once again, what are you trying to achieve so for myself i consider myself as a as a yield hog you know what that is mm -hmm. so that's where you're trying to chase yield so yes. i'm i like buying things like satrix gavi satrix uh sorry stx gvi stx gov both of those instruments i hold quite a bit of them because i like to receive a nice uh, distribution once a quarter coming through there but also at the same time uh you want to be buying when the market sells off as well yeah. so you need to define and see your own risk tolerance and understand what assets you want to purchase and yes etfs are a fantastic vehicle to uh to take to, well, obviously to get exposure to that yeah i loved what you said diversification but you know also being careful and, and looking mm. what your investment strategy is how much risk do you want to take so i completely agree with that one of the things that has been keeping me up jd while your phone is ringing i keep getting dms around commodities right mm -hmm. uh, the price of commodities seems to be skyrocketing first and foremost what on earth are commodities so 
It's basically a raw material, so it's usually agriculture or one of, the, one of the metals, and it can be bought or sold on the major exchanges. So think of it uh, like gold. I'm sure you also trade on uh, Meta5. Uh, you can log in and you can place your trades there on gold and vice versa. Yes, yes. So the likes of gold and platinum and oil and all of that. Why, why are they so attractive during a time of recession? So to keep to the whole AI theme as earlier, um, I decided to uh, give this one a go with uh, Google's Bard, which is their version of ChatGBT. So let's see how, how well Bard managed to pull that question off. So commodities are attractive during recessionary times because they're often seen as a hedge against inflation. When the economy is in a recession, there's usually a decrease demand in obviously for goods and services and that can lead to lower prices for stocks and bonds so obviously selling bonds the yields obviously going to increase which i mean i agree with what they said right now and i mean the overarching thing is a is a hedge against inflation that's why people would buy gold it's a risk asset so whenever the markets would sell off you want to buy gold uh, as it's something physical it's real we'll give uh, ai 10 out of 10 for getting that one right uh, the last one jd is you know as a retail investor how do i get exposure uh, to commodities on easy equities so there's various etfs and etns that one can one can trade just head head through to the portal for example if you want exposure to gold you can type in gld or etf gld you'll be able to find uh, an etf there that you can purchase the rand gold price uh, you've got Platinums, Palladiums, you've got uh, Standard Bank underwrites an ETN called SBCOP or uh, the, the Copper ETN. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of ETFs and ETNs yeah. out there on the JSC that one can purchase locally. And then also, I mean, if you want to go look abroad, there's even more uh, on, on the USD platforms too that one can purchase yeah so quite a few options jd i want us to look quickly into the future what should our listeners keep a lookout for in the month of june so i think let's let's look at the rand to be honest i think that has definitely been the big bone of contention over the last two weeks with uh, the news that dropped with uh, south africa and uh, the allegations and what i'm not going to hamper on that about that because i'm pretty sure we all know about it what what had happened but um just to come back and to to put my trader's cap on now we like to call the the rand the rattler and there's a reason for that because it's always over over emotional so instead of a move that should go up 10 percent, it's going to fly up 20 percent. but then once again you've got to remember that there is also opportunity when things like that happens now there's a lot of reasons low liquidity i mean you've got the global k trade that happens which is basically people are borrowing money at a low interest rate, doing a conversion and investing in a, another country's bond or something like that that's at a high interest rate. And then they obviously hedge that risk out from there. But any underlying risks or fears that come through to the market, they're the first people to liquidate because it is, they're taking a risk. And that's kind of what we see happening in our local market. Now, I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon and say it's time to uh, move a, uh, completely just move all your rands into dollars i think it is a little bit overdone personally as a trader i do foresee that we should see a bit of a pullback can it go higher from here yes it can i think we could i mean worst case scenario maybe see the 21s but after that i do really think that we should see a pullback um uh, quite a fair pullback and at that point then you can look to sell your rands and buy some dollars and move move your capital offshore just to continue diversifying out of everything um, obviously, you know, a big con bone of contention is obviously the load shedding, which has affected all of us quite aggressively. So any positive news out of that, um, we know how it goes as well. The rattler will do 
exactly the opposite of what everyone wants it to do <laughs> jd thank you so much for throwing the financial market bones uh, by looking forward and back we'll catch you again at the end of the month fantastic thanks so much for having me thank you for pressing play on the easy does it podcast a big shout out to you for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe we are on spotify and apple podcasts let us know what you think of this episode on twitter and insta our handle is at easy equities.